Welcome to uh, another edition of From the Preacher's Study, uh, aptly named because that is physically where we are at, at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. My name is Kevin Clark, and I, along with Bob Hutto, who's the preacher here, uh, as you well know, have been working our way through the book of Ephesians through this format, through this podcast. We're very thankful for all the people who have spent time with us and continue to tune in. We encourage you to spread the word to others. Uh, we believe very firmly that the word of God uh, is a blessing. It will not return to him void. And so anybody who spends time with his word is going to be blessed. And so pass along this blessing. If you've been benefited, and I know you have, then pass along the word to other people. I want to take just a few minutes to thank uh, Jason and uh, Mark our two deacons here. Uh, they make this possible. They've been with us for so long, very faithful, very good, and talented in what they do. And for them to use their talents to help us uh, put on this program is really remarkable. We thank them for their families and the sacrifices they made and really appreciate their technical expertise. Uh, as always, I want to give uh, my colleague a few uh, opportunities to say a few things. Well, we, we closed our session last time. We were talking, talking about prayer. I just had a, a, a thought as we, as we were closing and uh, uh, a little bit too late to squeeze it in, so I thought I'd go ahead and squeeze it in this time. We're talking about developing good prayer practices and uh, things that will help us uh, develop more effective prayers and things like that. And, you know, I, I found that if somebody asks me to, to pray for them, right? It, I, I do better if I just stop right then. Yeah. Just yeah. stop right then. Yeah, that's a great just, point. Just take some moments. Yeah, that's a and great point. And I'm not point. talking about a lengthy prayer, right. but just... Take a moment and yes. just say a prayer for them. Otherwise, you know, I get caught up in, in, in the day and doing this yes. and that. And if I think, okay, I'm going to pray for them later, yes. uh, you know, so, sometimes I have to admit, you know, it doesn't get done the, That's way, a the great way it should. That's a great so just point. stop yeah. right then. Mm -hmm. Just stop and, and just a prayer for that person right and that's that's a good practice it is that, that's, that, that's helpful yeah i just want to echo I, i've done that i've been guilty of that way too many times i tell people they ask me if i'll pray for them i say that i will have the best of intentions at the time but get busy and, and sometimes it's kind of time sensitive it may be a particular surgery or a particular thing that's happened and by the time i remember it's too late the thing has already happened i feel bad so i like your idea of taking some time out right then to pray as you've been requested so uh, we're, we're in Ephesians chapter 6, kind of bringing the book to a close. We've been talking about this armor of God that's so important in our fight against the temptations of the flesh and the fiery darts of, of the wicked one who is the devil. And last time we spent a lot of time talking about prayer, as we just alluded to, and uh, how it's so important. And we really want to continue with that concept, but look at a specific thing that Paul prayed for uh, at the very end of this thought. And let's just to kind of pick up where we were last time. We'll start in verse 18. He says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Isn't it interesting that the, here's the Apostle Paul reaching out to these brethren at Ephesus, and he's asking specifically for prayers on his behalf, not necessarily for riches, not for good health, and not for fame. No, no. He says, I want you to pray for me that I may have the boldness that is required for me to proclaim the mystery of the gospel in the bold manner that I should. And I find that pretty remarkable. 
especially when you think of the Apostle Paul and who this guy is. I mean, here is a guy that if, if, if there's anything that epitomizes boldness, it'd be the Apostle Paul. You think about some of the things he did, and I think about uh, he spoke before Felix, the Roman governor, and presented the gospel and also exonerated himself. He did the same thing with Festus. He did the same thing with Claudius Lysias, the Roman commander. He spoke before King Agrippa and, again, presented the gospel and defended himself at the same time. All these opportunities, when he was in Ephesus, and he wants to rush into the theater to quiet down the ruckus of the mob. And the Christians are around and are saying, no, you can't do this, but he wants to go he, he, boldly. And then probably one of the most remarkable demonstrations of boldness in Galatians 2, where he has the audacity to call out Peter, uh, rightfully so, because Peter was being uh, hypocritical with the gospel in terms of the Gentiles. You may remember that Paul would eat with the Gentiles, but when certain men came from Jerusalem, from James, Jewish men, Christians that is, he would shun them and act like he wasn't a part them and Paul had to call him out. Think about that. Peter is one of the original 12 and here's Paul having the boldness, the courage to say what needed to be said and yet this guy is saying here, I want you to pray for me that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. I tell you, if the Apostle Paul felt the need to pray or have prayer offered on his behalf for boldness, don't we all need prayer? And, and you can understand that because you know, this emphasizes the gospel is something to be taught and to be shared. And it doesn't matter if you, you don't have to be a preacher, you don't have to be a deacon, you don't have to be an elder. Every one of us has an obligation to share. And, and it's, let's be honest, it's tough sometimes. It's tough. I, I find in my life one of the most difficult things is, is that initial engagement on anything religious. And if you can just get over that first hump, that kind of initial resistance, that hesitation, that anxiety, I, I kind of liken it when I used to play football and I used to get really, really nervous as a kid, uh, so much so my stomach would get tore up, I had butterflies until the first hit in the game. And once that happens, okay, butterflies over, you got to play football. And, and, and something similar for me, I don't know if it applies to everybody, but if I can just get over that initial resistance and get into the fray to make a statement about the gospel, well, then I know the gospel, and I'm going to talk about the gospel. But so many times it's that initial foray that we refuse to do it. We let the moment pass, and we don't say anything. We don't speak up. We know what is said is wrong. We, we probably can quote the scripture in our heads that refutes what's said, but we just can't bring ourselves to open our mouths you can relate to this idea. We need yeah. boldness. We need to pray for boldness, and we need to ask others to pray that we get that boldness that we need. Well, let's just think of Paul's situation when he writes this. He's a prisoner, right? So he's, he's been in prison. He's been he's gotten in trouble for his right. preaching. Yes. And so, you know, a, you know, a normal human being might let that intimidate them. Right. And so here I am. I'm in prison. Uh, I'm uh, I'm in trouble because. I've preached the gospel. I might be headed for more trouble. Right. And so pray pray that I'll continue to speak out boldly, that my circumstances won't get the better of me Absolutely. And, and, and silence me. Amen. And so Paul, you know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says, you know, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We, mm -hmm. we are just earthen vessels. Right. And we have our weaknesses and frailties, That's you right. know, and, 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 and those kinds of things. Paul understands that. That's exactly But right. uh, he wants to have the the courage yeah. and the boldness to speak to speak confidently Amen. and take advantage of situations as they arise. You know, one of the things about praying for boldness is one of those things that you know that God wants you to have. And, you know, when you pray for things, I do think there are two categories. There are things that we God has revealed to us 
that he wants us to have, and we know what his will is, and if we pray for those things, just like wisdom, James 1.5, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask about God, who gives to all uh, liberally and without reproach. There are other things, such as I want my loved one to get healed from cancer. I want my loved one to recover from this illness. We don't know what the revealed will of God is on that, and so we certainly pray and ask for that, but we also said, let thy will be done. But when it comes to something like boldness, you know that God wants you to have boldness, and so you can pray for that. I think about Acts chapter 4. Uh, it's kind of ironic because you have Peter and John here, and I want you, first of all, to listen to the incident that precedes their prayer for boldness. So this is uh, before the Sanhedrin Council, Acts chapter 4, verse 8. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, listen to this, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. By him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by your builders, which has become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which he must be saved. Verse 13, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, untrained men, they marveled. And indeed, this uh, speech here is bold because he talks about Jesus, the very one who they've tried to stamp out, the very one they deny. And then he goes further and says, whom you crucified. He, he points out that he makes the accusation, you guys killed Jesus, the son of God. And it describes that they understood these men are bold. They're untrained men. They don't, they don't go to seminary or what would be the equivalent of that back then. These are just fishermen. These are common everyday men, and yet they have this boldness and they've been with Jesus. Now, let's fast forward down after they have been commanded not to speak in the name of Jesus and they've been threatened again. They go back to their companions in verse 23, and being let go, they went to their own companions, reported all that the chief priests and elders had said. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. What are they doing? They're praying. And they said, Lord, your God who made heaven and earth and sea and all that's in them, who by the mouth of your servant David has said, why the nations rage and the people plot vain things. The kings of the earth took their stand. The rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. And we'll skip down for purposes of time. Verse 29, now, Lord, look on their threats, the threats of the governing authorities, and grant to your servants that with all boldness, they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So they pray for boldness. They've already demonstrated, at least Peter and John had demonstrated some boldness. They come back to their companions. They pray for boldness. Is the prayer answered? Verse 31, and when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And what? And they spoke the word of God with boldness. They asked for boldness, God gave it, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. What a powerful thing. We need boldness to speak the word of God. Um, Christianity is not just about good moral living. That's important, that's necessary, it's not sufficient. We have to open our mouth and tell people about Jesus Christ and his redemptive power and how you get into his church. And when you talk about those things, religion is a very difficult, potentially divisive thing to talk about. What are the two things they say never talk about? Politics and religion. That's it. That's it. Because people have so such strong emotional reactions to that. And yet here is God calling us to do that very thing. You can understand why we need to pray for boldness. College football. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point, brother. <laughs> well, but you're right. You know, you're, you're right. And some of it's just experience, isn't it? Just it is. It is. Getting experience, overcoming that initial uh, being timid and... Uh, because of the experience you have and the knowledge of scriptures you have, right. you can you can say 
what needs to be said confidently. Amen. That doesn't mean unkindly. Right, that's a good point. It doesn't point. mean to be rude right. or, you know, or obnoxious. That's Look at Colossians point. chapter 4. Ah, I know where you're going. Yeah. Um, very similar passage. He says uh, in verse, verse 2, Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well, that God will open up to us a door for the word so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ for which I have also been in prison, that I may make it clear in the way that I ought yeah, to speak. That's right. Make it clear as New American Standard Bible. Mm-hmm. But that's with boldness, with confidence. Right. Make it plain. Make it clear. Right. And then he goes on to say, conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Have that opportunity to speak. You want to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Make the most of that. And let your speech always be with grace as though seasoned with salt so that you'll know how you should respond to each person. And so uh, we speak gracefully, graciously. Uh, We uh, take into consideration the other person. We walk in wisdom toward those who are without. Our our effort is not to win an argument. Right, right. Sometimes we we (laughs) kind of fall into that. Yeah, we do. Uh, We We do. You know, we... uh, uh, you know, take a position. We do try to do some teaching. Right. Uh, we get some, you know, some opposition to that, uh-huh. and then we get into this back and forth. And before you know it, we're really just trying to win the argument. Right. Right. But that's not our objective. Right. You know, we want to stand for truth. That's right. We're trying to persuade people to yes. accept the truth, and so we want to lay it, lay it out. Be confident. Mm-hmm. Be bold. Don't hold back. Say what needs to be said. Be wise about it. Amen. Be wise about it. Let your speech be with grace. And we hope that our objective can be met, that we persuade people to the truth. And I'd add to that um, the idea of uh, Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love. And so we, we're speaking the truth because we care about the souls of That's our right. fellow man, and we want them to be enlightened with truth. Um, here's something to kind of help you a little bit, and I always uh, try to encourage myself. You remember in Acts chapter 6 when Stephen uh, was in a position of arguing against the synagogue of the freedmen, and uh, he's presenting the word of God, and this is a very interesting statement, Acts 6 verse 10. It says, And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. And that was because he was speaking the word of God. So what we have to think about and that will help embolden us is what we have here is the word of God, the transcendent God who has all of this power, who brought us all into being, who's the creator of the universe. And so why would we fear anything aligned against this? There cannot be a more powerful force than the word of God that's described in Hebrews 4.12 as living and powerful. And then the second part of that is if we're not afraid about the Word of God, because we know it has the power, we have that faith, then the question is, how familiar are we with this? Are we the workmen that need not be to shame, rightly dividing the Word of truth, as 1 Timothy 2.15 says? And that's just a matter of spending time with the Word. I don't know about you, but anything that I know really well, I'm confident about speaking about it. Football. I love football. I talk about football. I read a lot of football. So I'm very confident in talking about it because I know what I'm talking about. On the flip side, I'm not so confident about baseball. I don't know baseball. So when people start talking about baseball, I kind of listen and there might be a little bit, but I have nothing to say because I'm not very confident. My confidence comes from my knowledge. And so if we have more knowledge in God's Word, guess what? We're going to be able to talk, yes, in love, yes, with humility, but also informally. We're, we have a lot to say because there's so much here. So if you find yourself not being bold, maybe is you haven't spent enough time with this Word because we know the Word is going to be powerful. There's no question about that. The question is, do I know enough of the Word to handle it skillfully and make sure that I rightly divide it? Maybe a couple of things on that. Uh, one is we grow in knowledge through our experience. You know, in, in our yeah, conversations yeah. with other people, 
you know, we, we learn from that. Yeah. And it may be that we're asked questions that we don't know the answer sure, to. Sure. Well, what do you what do you do? Well, you say I don't know, but That's I'll right. find out. You go, yeah. And and you learn from that. You right. grow from that. Uh, and you find out, you know, how to present the gospel right. to, to people. And so your experience is is invaluable. Amen. Don't let lack of experience si- silence you. Don't don't let you know lack of understanding or lack of knowledge mm-hmm. silence you. If you need to say I don't know, say I don't That's know. That's right. I'd rather say I don't know than try to fake my way through it <laughs> yeah, you know, with, a, right. with a made up answer. You know. <laughs> yeah, I just dangerous. rather just say I don't know, but that's I'll right. find out. We'll, I'll get back with that's you. Exactly all that. Right. And so don't let that discourage you. That's a good point. Here's here's another thing to think about. If you're involved in conversation with somebody about the Bible, and they're talking about a part of the Bible that you don't know very much about, right? Try to steer the conversation yeah. to that part of the Bible that you do know, that yeah. you do yeah. know yeah. about. Good point. Get them into that part yeah. of the Bible that, like that that you are confident of and That's do right. know about. And take advantage of you know opportunity to learn about yes. this other area. Very good. And point. so. Just kind of some practical things maybe that they'll help us in our conversations with others. Amen. Well, it seems like we've run out of time here. It's so quick. It goes by so quickly. But we do want to make the point again. It's just so important that we speak the Word of God, all of us, and we do so boldly. Pray for boldness. Ask others to pray for you for your boldness because it's just so important that we stand up in the places we find ourselves. It might be at school. It might be in our workplaces. It might be in our neighborhoods. Wherever that we stand up and let the Word of God be exalted because people need that. We needed it, and it brought us out of a world of darkness. Others need it as well. And so wouldn't it be a shame to deprive those of what they so desperately need simply because we just didn't have enough boldness, we just didn't have enough courage to say what needed to be said. So with that being said, uh, we're always going to end uh, these podcasts with a word of prayer. We think it's very important to do that. And so, Brother Hutto, I ask you to do that for us now. Okay. Our Father in heaven, we, we bow before you at this time, and uh, we bring our petitions, our requests before you. We're thankful for this opportunity. We're thankful that that you will listen to us, that you've invited us to come to you with our prayers and our requests and our concerns, that you'll listen to us and that our, our, our thoughts and our feelings, our experiences are important to you. And our prayers mean something to you. They matter to you. It, it, uh, we stand in awe, Father, of the very idea that the creator of the entire universe, the, the God of heaven, the Almighty would be interested in in us. But Father, you have uh, told us that you love us, you love us individually, that you want us to come to you in prayer. And so, and so Father, we ask that you'll hear our prayers. Father, we pray that uh, you'll open the door of opportunity to us to talk to people about your Son and our Savior, that we'll spread the gospel, we'll, we'll plant the seed of the gospel in the hearts of those who need it. Help us, Father, to see the opportunity when we're presented with it and help us to take advantage of it. Help us to speak up. Help us to speak boldly. Help us not not being confident in ourselves, in our ability, in um, you know, our, our, our eloquence, uh, the, 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 the power of our own intellect, but our confidence is in you. It's in, it's in Christ. It's in his blood. It's in the gospel. And so, Father, Help us to see these opportunities. Help us to plant the seed of the gospel in people's hearts so that that gospel will grow and develop and bear fruit in their lives. And so, Father, we pray that you'll be with us, that uh, we'll take advantage of this uh, blessing of prayer, that it'll draw us closer to you, 
and that you'll help us to speak your truth in love as we go throughout our lives from day to day. We're thankful for Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen.